Greetings in Jesus' name to each one here this morning. You know, we pray much about what the Lord would want us to preach. And, uh, you know, he was laying on my heart a couple different thoughts. And I was thinking about being courageous for the Lord. We could sure use a dose of that, at least I could. And the Lord was speaking to me about another subject. But then Friday at noon, things changed. You know, when I come home to get ready to go to a trip in Pennsylvania to our granddaughter's uh, Bible school program there at Ebenezer, you know, my wife said, did you hear the news? I said, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't hear anything. And uh, I'll never forget the feeling of Ed when he said, you know, Keith Crowder's fell through the roof and, he, and he's passed from this life. That in the words she used. And I just felt like I lost all my energy. I just, well, I'm glad to get to know Brother Keith and was able to work with him and labor with him uh, for the Lord with him. And I'm confident he's in heaven. And that brings a lot of consolation to our hearts. Yes, God was not surprised with what happened on Friday. He obviously permitted it to happen, even though man would not have chosen thus. He allowed that to happen. And so he's in a better place. And we're still down here laboring for the Lord. And uh, we still... Uh, have opportunities in life. Would you like to go to heaven? Would you like to go to heaven? Now, don't answer this one. Would you like to go today? Think about it. Would you like to go today? Some of us would. Think about it. Would you like to go today? I would. I would. You know, I don't think you have to be maze to anticipate heaven. I will admit, when I was a youth, I was looking forward to a few things in this world. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was kind of, I prayed some, Lord, you know, please let me get married. Please let me have a few children, you know. And I hope that wasn't too selfish. I wanted to serve him. But, you know, the more you walk with the Lord, the more you want to be with him face to face. It's just, uh... It's the way it is. So I'd like us to look at a, a few thoughts, starting at Philippians 3, verse uh, 20. Where well, the scripture says, for our, and I'll go ahead and read the New King James, so I have to translate the wording. For our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I praise God that when we were born again, and that's everything, being, being forgiven by the blood of Jesus and being his children, we more than just become children of the kingdom of God, transferred from the a kingdom of darkness. You become a citizen of heaven. 
I don't think about that much. But I thought, you know, that had to happen when we were born again. When you were born in the United States, you become a citizen of the USA. Whether you liked it or not, you did. And you are. If you were born in the United States, you are a citizen. And it lasts for life. You can go anywhere, and you're still a citizen of the United States. But I praise God that when we were born again to be his children and are cleansed by the blood and we live for Jesus and serve him faithfully, we, we have a citizenship in heaven. And it is more important than your earthly citizenship. Amen? Yes. And that's why in this life, things, uh, how we view life changes. Verse 16 says, of uh, the same chapter, where it says, Nevertheless, let us, as many as are mature, have this mind, that if anything you think otherwise, no, I'm sorry, verse 16, Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already obtained, let us walk by the same rule, let us mind the same things. When we accept Jesus, we want to follow Jesus. We have the mind of Christ. That is a new mind. That is a new heart. It's a transformed one. It is one that's bound for heaven. And it loves uh, heaven. You know, um, it's a privilege to be able to travel around to other countries. But you know, you know when you go to another country, you need a passport to get there. You know, to prove that you're a worthy citizen. And, uh, you know, that's important for us to, uh, to know that and to have that passport. And I praise God, though, when we, we get to be a citizen from heaven, uh, we, we're just going to our homeland. Now, that's amazing because, you know, it's one that we've never seen. We've never walked there one day, uh, at all. And yet, we're citizens there, and we can't wait to go there, and we want to go there now. It's, what a tremendous blessing. But it is conditional. You'll always be an American if you were born in America. But we won't always be a Christian just because we would uh, have the new birth experience. But I praise God, we can stay true. And that's why we meet here together to uh, strengthen us in our holy faith of following Jesus. Yes, we have a lively hope uh, I'd like to look at a few verses in 1 Peter 1, verse 3 and 4. 1 Peter 1, verses 3 and 4, where it says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. So, you know, so we have a living hope. You know, we know if we stay true that we're going to go to heaven. That's our future hope. There's no hope here. Uh, there's no future here, but there is a bright future in heaven. That is the one we look forward to. And we know that we can have that hope within us. We know if we stay true and it's inheritance. <clears throat> I've seen a lot of people squabble over inheritance. But I'm glad you can go there, and I can go there, and I might get there first. But I'll be glad to share it with you. There won't be no squabbling over heaven. There's room for all of us. Because I, I read in, in studying about this that somebody figured up uh, 
how big heaven was, and you go this big and that big and that big, and I forget how many miles, how many hundred and one thousand five hundred miles square, and they said it could hold uh, what did it say? Ten times the present population of the world today. <laughs> okay. Be plenty of room for you and me, okay? <laughs> be plenty of room, and we won't be squabbling over. We'll be glad we made it, and we'll be glad that you made it. We'll be glad that everyone's there. We, it, it's an inheritance. This inheritance is worth selling out for. Selling out for. You know, people squabble over a little money, but it, I praise God we can be we can be sold out, saints for Jesus. What a blessed privilege. Colossians, also how uh, people, heaven-bound people think and some of their heavenly thinking. I would like to uh, look at Colossians 3 for a little bit of encouragement, verses 2 to 4. And being in America, this is a sort of a challenging thought, but I praise God there's a remnant that lives this way. It says, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth, for ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then we shall appear with him in glory. Are you looking forward to his appearing? You know, it might not be, it might be the second coming of Jesus, and it might be just your appointed time. But we can look forward to his appearing, and I praise God for that. We can anticipate that, and it changes our life. He says, so set your affections on things, set your affections on things above, not on things on the earth. That's an interesting thought. Friday, when I was coming home, I saw some things. I saw some people fishing in the bull pasture in the gorge. And I, hmm, what were they fishing? Only two people fishing. What's going on? See, I like to fish. And so I'm starting to wonder what's going on. Then, to my disappointment, I met the game warden coming down. I don't know if you know this, but the game warden watches them unload fish. They do it every time. They're there. Uh, uh Uh-oh, they're stocking the gorge this afternoon, and I'm headed for Pennsylvania. (laughs) Actually, my heart, I'd have sooner been headed to Williamsville (laughs) to catch a few and still made it to Pennsylvania. I want to tell you, friends, that was off the radar, was out of my mind when I heard what happened. Fishing was far from my mind. It is, I tell you. It's, it's, a, it's a fine recreation if you enjoy it, okay? It brings you closer to God if you're willing to worship while you fish. And I enjoy that. But I'm telling you, set your affections on things above. Yeah, sometimes we have some recreations we enjoy. But the problem is, a lot of times we're very earthly-minded. Have you noticed that? How much of our mind is wrapped around and focused on earthly things. And he said, you know what? It don't need to be that way. In fact, I get the feeling that God's saying there's another band of believers, and they might be a a small band, but they love the Lord. They love to worship him. They love to represent 
and Jesus. They love to do that. See, verse 1 speaks to that, how it gets there. If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. So this person thinks about, you know what? On Monday morning, what can I do to bless the kingdom of God? What can I do to show love to the world around me? That's their focus. That's a heavenly-minded focus. What can I do for others? You know, we have plenty, and God said we're supposed to use that to bless others, not to hoard. And so these people, they love the Lord. And they're not, they're, they don't get up Monday morning now. Oh, I tell you. And you know, it's so easy to focus on earthly things. So easy. But he said, you know what? If you don't make it to heaven, you're focused on heaven and heavenly things. And I praise God we can be that way. With Christ is our life. Christ is what gives us zeal. Christ is what brings meaning. In verse 3, Christ is our life. What tremendous blessing. Now what it says in 1 John 3, 2. Beloved, now we are the sons of God. Sons and daughters, the family of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. Do you long to see Jesus? Oh, it's, a, it's just a tremendous, beautiful thought. He's our life. And Jesus is our life and our, our energy and our drive and our goal today. And it just gets fulfilled in heaven. So the title of the message is, Our Forever Home. I hear sometimes that architects design Forever homes down here. You know, the, uh, the man needs this and this and this and this rooms and places and, you know, and a room for his exercise equipment and his room for all his hobby gear and things. Like that. And then the woman needs a, a big kitchen and a real nice this and that. And then she needs an office and then she needs this and that. And I'm not, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about some people. And... Uh, and you know what? And it's called a forever home. You'd think they plan on staying here. That's not being heavenly minded. Heavenly minded people look forward for the forever home. Yeah. And they can live. Hmm. Where did Jesus sleep the night? They went into the temple. Out in nature. I get the feeling he didn't, he wasn't under a roof that night. Yeah. Yeah. He was heavenly minded. He was following Jesus. He was going back to his forever home. He loved it there. Yes, Jesus is our life. And then we look forward. To living with him. The wonder says in Revelation 22 verses 1 and 14. And he showed me a pure river of water of life. Clear as crystal proceeding out of the throne of God and the Lamb. Water of life. Jesus is our life. And he's the living water. And you know what? It don't change when you get to heaven. 
He's still that. Verse 14. Blessed are they of Revelation 22. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to what? The tree of life. And may enter into the gates into the city. These people love Jesus. We can be that bracket that loves Jesus and has a passion to follow him. Will self to follow him. They're looking forward to forever home. They can't wait to get there. They get to enter into the gates of the city. We want to be those people. Well, these people are real, real warriors. I get the feeling in the spiritual battle. Uh, Revelation twenty-one seven says, "And he that overcometh shall." Inherit all things, and I will be as God, and they shall be my son. Don't you love victory? Don't you love victory? Well, you know, we get the enemy into the battle, and sometimes we just kind of coast along. That isn't the way it's going to go for a Christian in this life. He's fighting. He's fighting for the right. He's working for truth. Yes, uh, he gets in. Uh, people get him in predicaments like Jesus was in. But you know what? He leans on the Lord. He follows the Lord. He's an overcomer. He isn't being overcome by uh, sin and the allurements of the world. He overcomes by through Jesus. He cover overcometh all things. He overcomes. First John 5, 4 speaks a little bit more of it. And whosoever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even our faith... Even our faith, his faith in Jesus, our faith in Jesus points us to Jesus. We trust him for everything we need. And that faith helps us look over and above the world and not be ensnared by the world. And verse 5 says, for he, who is he that overcometh the world? It is he that believeth that Jesus is the son of God. And I praise God, we can be in that bracket. Revelation 2 verse 7 says, he that hath an ear, let him hear. What the Spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life that is in the midst of paradise. Now, I, didn't, I just wrote down a few verses, okay? There is multitudes of verses on being an overcomer. And I praise God that you can come here knowing that you're fighting the battle and you're winning through Jesus Christ. And friends, if you aren't, we need to get there. We need to get there. We cannot be... In the throes and just living in chronic defeat. And I think maybe you ha haven't never lived there. I have. And it's a deplorable place to be in. Chronic defeat. Because he says, look. Jesus says, I can give you strength to overcome. Just, just follow me faithfully. Be forgiven of your sins. Be intent. Intentional about following me. Let me be everything to you tomorrow, today and tomorrow. Yes, that's what he really cares about, us following him faithfully. What a blessing that we can do that and be that kind of people. Hebrews, uh, now it talks a little bit about that kind of people in Hebrews 11. And it talks about how they feel about life and look forward to things. Or Hebrews 11, I'd like to read first, verse 8. 16. Now we know this is the faith and works chapter. And, and it says, now they desired a better country. 
Yes, that is and heavenly. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared, prepared for them a city. Yes, it says very plainly. They, they, they wasn't content where they were at. Whereas, whether it was in Israel or Egypt, wherever they were, these people, they weren't content where they were because they was always looking forward to heaven. They lived that way continually. Now, these just wasn't a batch of weirdos. These were people that had faith in Jesus. In fact, they had to look forward to Jesus in faith. We can look back and, and, and know how he died for us and lived for us. And that's tremendous how they do. And he said, look. You, you follow Jesus, you long for him, you know what? He's not ashamed of you. He's glad to call you his children. He's glad to give you the blessings of, a, of walking with him. He's glad to give you the strength for victory so you can be an overcomer. He's glad to do that for you. But you know, you know what? They desired a better country. They weren't ashamed of it. They were, they were willing to, uh, to stand. Yeah. Wow. The blessing of being sons and daughters for Jesus. And, and being willing to live holy lives. No wonder it says in Romans 8, 14 to 16, it says, And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Led by the Spirit. Every day. Tomorrow. Every day of life, 15. For ye were not, for you have not received the spirit of a bondage unto fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, where God we, we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Oh, I tell you, that makes me so, it warms me from the inside out. And I hope it does you to realize that you, we, as abominable, wretched sinners as we were in our past, can be forgiven and be put into the kingdom of God and be called the son, children of God. Yes, heaven-bound saints. Yes. Heaven, not because they're pious people, but because they're born-again righteous people. That's what we are. You know, we kept our first love. You know, now we have imperfect dads. At least my children did. But there, now, spiritually, we have perfect father. Perfect. No blame, no blemish. We can follow him. Yes, it, he's everything to us. The Spirit of God Leads us and blesses us as the children of God. Now, looking a little bit more about how this was spoken of in Hebrews 11, it says in verse 10, For they looked for a city which has foundation, whose builder and maker is God. Now, that will beat any earthly architect all to pieces, okay? I don't care how many forever homes a person wants. This will... The earthly homes always pale in relationship to heaven. And they look for a city which has found whose architect is Jesus, is God. Uh, that, that's just hard to fathom. But I'm glad for it. Our home has a lot of troubles. Seems like, you know, just, well, we just had to put in new windows and this and that, you know, to make it functionable. 
and this and that and that and this. Hmm. How would it be to be in one that doesn't need any repair? That's your forever home. That's your forever home. Yeah, what a blessing. Now, looking at verses um, 13 to 16. It speaks a little bit of these people's characters. And these all died in faith, having not received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And if truly they had been mindful of that country from which they come out, they might have had opportunity to re have returned. But now they seek, desire a better country that is in heavenly, wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared for them a city. He said, these people all died in faith, looking forward to Jesus, looking forward to promises. I praise God. We have received the promises. Yes. But he said, that, you know, they did, they did something that was amazing. They were persuaded of them, even though they, they, they were not fulfilled in their life. They were persuaded that this is right. And they embraced them. That's amazing. And we should embrace them, too. And they confessed them. They didn't just put it in their heart. They was willing to speak it to others. The goodness of God, the promises of God that you can be saved, you can be born again, you can be a child of God, you can be cleansed of your unrighteousness, you can have freedom and peace in Jesus. They couldn't have said all that, they didn't know it. And yet they served God and Jesus in faith. And you know what? It made them a little strange to the normal American. It made them a little strange. Yeah, it did. Because they declared that they sought another country. And even says, you know, if they had their mind back in by where they come from, if they'd have loved that country, they could have went back. And many American Christians have went back on their vows. Many American Christians has. We don't need to be that way. We can embrace the Lord. We can follow him. We can confess him. And more than lip service, we can have a heart for God. What a tremendous blessing. He said, you know what? I got a special place for you. I got a, God's saying, I got a special place for you. Wow. Men of conviction. People of conviction. People of fortitude. People of courage. Maybe it does come in today. People of courage. Willing to stand for Jesus. Because they knew that if they turned back, they'd never see their forever home. They'd never see it. But you know, they said, you know what? We want to be there. There's other people of faith. We have a brotherhood. What a blessing. They didn't have all these blessings. What a tremendous blessing. John 14, 1 to 3. Know these verses well. Let not your heart be troubled. And it can be a little t that way. With what's going on in this world, we better look up or you're going to be troubled. If your main men use the news, you're going to be troubled. If your main menu is the good news, you can have peace and joy. Do you believe in God? Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. It just causes for you. Didn't leave out me <laughs> because it's for me too. 
for every one of us individually. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you into myself. That where I am that you may be also. Heaven is a prepared place for a prepared people. And I praise God we can be prepared down here. And I think it goes completely beyond comprehension. And I've already mentioned that. When I read all those, uh, the beauties of heaven, it just goes over my head. All I can say, it is beyond human comprehension, the beauties of heaven. And I think, it, uh, and that's just wonderful to think about. Heaven will be a perfect place. Revelation 21, 4 and 5. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death. Heaven is the land of the living. You won't have to grieve your loved ones dying in heaven. Heaven is the land of the living. It thrills me. Neither sorrow, there will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he said on the throne and said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Mm -mm. Everything will be totally changed. There will be no more pain. And if you don't have any pain, you can thank God. Weldon had a lot of pain in his life, and probably still does. Some of us are getting old enough, we're starting to live with the pain. You realize that in 2023, United States spent $18 billion on pain medicine. Yeah, hopefully you weren't one of the contributors, but I was. <laughs> and you know what? Now, there's all kinds of vitamins, but I know people like, certainly like vitamin I because of ibuprofen. It can be a friend if you've got much pain. And some people, I'm not living on vitamin I, but I do use it when it's needed. And uh, in other words, there'll be no more pain. You have a lot to look forward to because some of you deal with a lot of pain too. I'm telling you, it's going to be a bit painless place. And that's, that's just beautiful. All things will be new. What a wonderful place to look forward to. Amazing. And the city has no need of the sun. This is Revelation 21, 23. And neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God lighteth it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the gates of it shall not be shut day all day, and there shall be no night there. And there shall be no wise enter anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination, to make it lie. But, they, but, those, but they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. <clears throat> Light. Uh, I never thought too much about cloudy days until there's about seven of them in a row. Maybe it only takes two for you to get gloomy. But really... No cloudy days in heaven. I praise God for that. I like sun. You know, and uh, I, we sang about that. One of the first songs that I can't remember now it was about heaven. I mean, singing about the light. We, thought, we, talk, we talked about the light in Sunday school, friends. You'll be always in light. You'll love the light because you won't be hiding anything. You, you want light. Light is good. Light, light is good. I heard a song recently. And it goes like this. My soul cries out, Oh Lord, how long? Till my toiling ends and you call me home. Since I caught a glimpse of my home in the skies, nothing in this world keeps me satisfied.
Seems I hear the angels sing with, with the harps of gold and a thousand strings. Earth holds no charm when I hear their song. Sweet Beulah Land, my home sweet home. Is that the lights of home I see? Do I feel a breeze from the crystal sea? Is, it the, is that the Lord standing high on heaven's balcony? If that's the lights of home, it's a welcome sight to me. I hope you're looking forward to it. I'll tell you, friends, it makes life worthwhile. Don't ever miss it. Don't ever miss it. What a tremendous privilege. There'll be light there. And those that love the light in Jesus will love it there. And there'll be no night there. I hope you can always, as youth, I always, about always had a good night's rest. But you know now, as you get a little older, sometimes night is a trouble time. I hear some people that have young children, they say, hmm, how do you sleep? Well, they sleep a little bit, you know, between three, four children getting up every other hour, kind of short nap, and they try to be happy even though they're under the weather. And, um, and then some people, old people can't go to sleep. And I feel sympathetic by anybody that can't, but I've had a few nights where I couldn't go to sleep. But it was, it was spiritual burdens, not earthly for sure. And then I've had spells too when I woke up in the middle of the night after three or four hours and I couldn't go back to sleep. Have you ever had that? Good time to pray and think about where you're headed where there'll be no night there. You won't be trying to sleep. You'll be alive praising the Lord 24-7. Okay, I don't know how that relates to heaven. When it's in eternity, there's no time. But I'll put it in earthly terms. 24-7. Oh, praising the Lord. Uh, just, just unreal. No night there. I love that thought. I, a nice sunny day all day forever and ever and ever with the Lord. Serving him. Oh, no wonder we long to go there. We can't hardly wait. Oh, we hope our appointment is soon. No wonder it says Revelation 22 also talks about the purity of the place. And he showed me a pure river of life. Clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and the Lamb. I tell you, somebody can write all kinds of neat things about heaven, but nothing really uh, comes close, I think, to describing. I don't think words can do it. It's a place for uh, blood-washed, cleansed saints, 100% pure water. And back there, some people fight where I um, struggle with a lot of iron in the water. Pure water. Yes, no light bills. Mm. You know, they're perpetual lighting. Permanent paving, nothing undesirable, everything new, immunity from accidents and pains. I don't think we can describe it, but heaven will be sheer bliss and joy beyond description. Uh, it's, it's just amazing. Could you take your Zion's praises and go to 652? <clears throat> and I hope you can sing this from the bottom of your heart. There's a coming a day when no heartache shall come. I better get that See here, I don't have the whole song here either. 652. Sing it reverently, but let it soak in real good. 
what you're singing. There is coming a day when the heartaches will come. No more clouds in the sky. No more tears to dim the eye. And all is peace forevermore. On the happy golden shore. What a day, glorious day that will be. What a day. dying to go there? I hope you are. It makes warm goose bumps run up and down my spine to sing that song. Unworthy, but chosen. An overcomer, all because of Jesus. I hope it can be said of everyone here, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but all unto all them that love his appearing. God help us be faithful. Every, God wants every one of us there. 